Welcome to Mates of Football for another Mates of Football podcast. Today, we react to the Brisbane Roar's defeat to Perth Glory. In Premier League, will Fulham avoid the drop? Have Southampton trapped themselves in a relegation battle? Can Manchester City be stopped? And in, the, in EFL, will Henri pick the cherries, along with plenty Champions League and Europa League discussions, and plenty more. Enjoy! This Mates of Football podcast. Another mates on football podcast. It's great to have your company on this Saturday morning. And joining me, as usual, from his home is Ryan. But um, where are you? Oh, there you are. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Uh, been a pretty big week as a raw hand. Two games. Um, I mean. They weren't good games, but um, how has your week been other than those games? Those depressing yeah, it's games. Been, it's been good so far, and yeah, those games. Um, the Sydney game I was happy with, to be honest. Nil-nil draws all right. I know it's depressing, but against a team like Sydney, it's great. But the Perth game is extremely embarrassing. We've ruined... Our title chances, I don't think we can win now because it's now nine games and we've matched up with Mariners with their amount of games and they're four points ahead of us. So good luck to Raw for ruining their season. But yeah, it's on us. It's on Warren Moon, to be honest, because um, if on Saturday, if if he didn't sub off Wenzel Halls and subbed off McDonald instead, we probably would have had McDonald and it would have been a different game against Perth. But Warren Moon costed us, I have to say. I'm blaming it on the coach. Wow, that's a bit cool. Um, well, we're going to talk A-League first. Um, it was a game last night. Uh, Brisbane Raw versus Perth Glory. Um, and it ended in a 3-1 win to Perth, which is quite annoying considering that they did level. And everyone going crazy about Diego Castro. Ryan. Yeah, well, I mean, all the goals Perth scored was beautiful, but it's not an excuse. Like, you can't just say, oh, they scored nice goals, we couldn't do anything about it. That's just not an excuse. As an A-League professional team, you need to be 
a lot better and take those chances. And we had 20 shots. They had nine. It was 50-50 possession. And as well, um, sorry, I lost my train of thought. No, sorry. Um, we had seven, they had seven chances created. We had 16. There is no excuse whatsoever for Brisbane Raw to lose this game. And it's on our team. It's on our coach that we've lost this game. Um, I thought, uh, yeah, it was quite a boring game, boring performance. It was our first match in that white kit. We haven't seen it yet. That it was a debut for that away white. Yeah, and never wear it again. Just never wear it again. I thought the two players that were best on the park Corey Brown and Akbari. I thought those I two, thought Jack Hingit was fantastic. And, and Jack Hingit, maybe saying, yeah. Jack Hingit as well. I thought those three were particularly quite impressive. And I thought Akbari just ran the show in midfield. He was just some really nice passing. Um, I don't I know about a, Akbari. I think that was yeah. his best performance yet today. I thought his, he had two. I thought again, Sydney Akbari did well, but not again. No, I mean, the passes he made were like world class and he had two opportunities where he just shot from no um from out of uh from a long long way out which was good because we needed to you know get something and it was actually really close to the goal and um i thought akbari did much better than o'shea who i think had a bit of a quiet game o'shea and i thought Corey brown did very well i thought wenzel halls was not very good um and you know yeah. how he wasn't I mean, playing well? Because he was playing next to the most retarded player on the planet, Golgol Mabratu, who was horrific. And he, Dylan Wenzel-Halls only plays well with McDonald. He only it's, plays it's well only with because McDonald. He can't play well with anyone McDonald else. McDonald doesn't like it when Wenzel-Halls just decides to just shoot from nowhere. Which no, is... they have a good partnership, don't they? Well, whenever Wenzel-Halls shoots from nowhere, McDonald gets angry. So that's the good thing with McDonald being there. He he's strict, and he, you know, if if they're playing bad, he'll tell them they're playing bad. And that's good to have a player like that. I thought Young was was quite uh, shaky in goal. He almost considered a penalty, which was ruled out by VAR, which was quite lucky. Um, so we could have lost four one. Well. Thank you, Ali Reza Fagani, um, who ruled out the penalty. Um, well, he initially didn't think it was a penalty, and the VAR said no as well. Um, I just want to quickly say something. The only reason why I find this loss embarrassing is because one of the most struggling and awful teams in the A-League this season, Melbourne Victory, beat them 2-1. And we go and lose to Perth 3-1, which is even Perth would, so they're good embarrassing. At home. They're good at home, and I know Diego Castro is back, and they had a good team there. I'm particularly frustrated with um, maybe not knowing that this was going to be a tough game. It didn't seem like... Yeah, but we've dominated the game so much. So how do we not win it? It wasn't dominating too much. Armand, it was. It was 20 shots to nine. Yeah, the game wasn't... It was very even. Um, it wasn't even it was... if we have 20 shots and they have nine and we have 16 chances created, they have seven. 
Yeah, a lot of those chances were just nothing. Still. My God. Yeah, okay. So that was the Brisbane Rock. Yeah, game. but um, I, I think, no, sorry. Goal, sorry, goals, no. goals. Should have, he should have scored that, the volley. Um, yeah. Okay. Wenzel Hall should have scored the post chance, which was an open net. Yeah. So we were unlucky, but it was still no excuse. There's still no excuse. And I'm just, whatever Warren Moon said in I'm the press sure conference, get a grip is. of himself. He should go fine. fly back to Brisbane and get hold of this team and make sure McDonald is back by next Saturday. Otherwise, our team is a disgrace. This is injury. You can't let really do that. But, we need his, to, but the we injury need to, is his fault. We the need... injury is Warren Moon's fault for not subbing him off in the Sydney game. We need Masato Kudo, who is expected to. Yeah, why was he not back. playing? Why the, why the hell were we playing the worst player in the world, Golgo? He's still developing his fitness, Masato Kudo, having just been arrived from Japan and not playing so much football. So he's getting that fitness back, which is good, and we can expect yeah, him to be back. Seriously, though, like. We can have some. Why? Other than... I really want to know your input. Why did Wenzel Halls get subbed off in the 73rd minute against Sydney and McDonald stayed on for 90 minutes? A 39 year old stays on for 90 minutes and a 24 or 22, 23, I don't know how old he is, somewhere around there, he doesn't even play a full 90 minutes who's carried our team from the start to the finish. Yeah, well, McDonald has the leadership. He's got the leadership. That doesn't matter. You don't play Mc, with the 39-year-old Mc, who's injury-prone for 90 minutes. He's not injury-prone. you got to. Mate, Probably. he is tired. He wants to get subbed off. No, I McDonald's, think he was... I think he would have, his brain would have just exploded with how he was McDonald would have told Warren Moon to, if they needed to come off. McDonald. Yeah, but Warren Moon knew that a 39-year-old will get injured if he plays more than 90 minutes. In one game, yes, yes, you don't take off our best player on the field for the 73rd minute and you leave on a bloody 39 year old. Of course, he's going to get injured. What did Warren Moon think? Seriously, that's what happens when you have an inexperienced coach like him. At the moment, I actually prefer Robbie Fowler, I have to say. Seriously, like because he uh, would have that experience to take off. He had no experience. He no Robbie Fowler. I know he's an idiot, but he would have taken off a seven in the seventy third minute. He would have experience from India. Thirty nine year old. He knows which curry store to to go for. <laughs> no, but he has the common sense to sub off a. 39 year old in the 73rd and he has minute. the common sense to go and claim that he's the miracle man okay yeah no not Robbie Fa- I should have said I preferred John Aloisi probably because he would probably have more common sense than that okay let's move on now to some other A-League games that happened um, Wellington v Wanderers which was a particularly interesting game um, Wanderers just coming back after um, a Wanderers turned the game around and then Phoenix just stabbed them right at the end with Lewis Fenton. That um, was quite a nice goal for Fenton, the fullback. That was well. a very exciting 70 minutes, wasn't it? Like yeah. in the 70 minute, there was like three or two goals, was it? Two goals. Yeah. Um, it was Bruce. Sorry. Yeah. No. Yeah. Three goals. If you include the second goal they scored. Yeah. The second Wanderers. goal they scored. Um, 
yeah, it was through um, Wanderers' pace, pace boys, you could say. Yeah, Yebo and Kimau. And then right Yebo is good. Lewis Fenton just, I, I don't know about that. He's not consistent enough. But um, well, Wanderers he's better than Golgo, the bloody idiot. Okay. And Newcastle Jets also getting a nice win against Melbourne Victory. This was at Amy Park. It was a nice goal from Yule. Um, and I thought... What? To... The goal was from Thurgate. So, yeah, Thurgate. He was... You it said was like, you... No. Yule assisted it, yeah. Yeah, the Thurgate nice hit it hard and low. Yeah, I remember the game. That I, watched, yeah. <laughs> I watched the game. Don't worry. I watched the game as well. It, it, hit, it went to Thurgate and he, and he hit it so powerfully in that bottom left corner. It was a good goal. Yeah. Um, Yule was actually quite disappointing that game. I remember. Yeah, Yule kept <laughs> passing it to the Melbourne defence whenever they kept, had a chance. But um, O'Donovan was actually quite exciting that game as well. I actually really liked it. Was a bit stupid. Okay. Melbourne City that game against Sydney FC. Wow, that was right down to the wire. That game, Melbourne City uh, were very good at that first half. And pr- pretty much dominated the game until Sydney fired back. Um, it was a really exciting game. Um, but one question I have is Luke Brighton and um, the terrific work by the Me- Melbourne City Medical, sorry, Sydney FC Med- Medical staff, Dr. Nah, who proved such a brilliant work from the man um, because he stuck his ground and told Luke Brighton not to go back on the pitch. Ryan. Hmm? Sorry. Luke um, Brighton um, yeah. had a very difficult game there. It was quite... Like, it was really... I was just quickly reading information that um, I'll just quickly say the Brisbane Olympics have been confirmed for 2032. Just now. So that's why I didn't hear you. <laughs> No one cares about the Olympics. This is football. <laughs> no, I'm joking. That's pretty cool. But that's in like a long time. Yeah. Well, moving back to Luke. It's just good for the economy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My goodness. This is not an economics lecture. I know. I'm just saying. For the economy, the Olympics. <laughs> Luke Bratton, that was that incident there, and in that in when he got sub in like the twenty nineteenth minute, where he was on the ground and he just looked awful, his mouth open and everything. But um, he wanted to go back on the pitch. He got completely wiped out, and he wanted to go back to the pitch, Luke Bratton. But um, I wanted to ask you, is Dr. Nah, yeah. Dr. Nah. He stuck his ground and told Luke Brown not to go back on the field. That was important. We need um, players. Well, good on Dr. Need, nah. He's... Yeah, players need to listen to the doctor. If they want, if he had gone back on the pitch, he probably would have gone worse. He would have been battered. injured for a long time. Well, he was more whooped out, so he probably would have maybe fainted. You never know what could happen. Anyway, that was some good stuff from the uh, Sydney Medical staff. But it was a good game, wasn't it? Right down to the end. Chris, not Chris Wood, sorry, that's the 
what's his name? The Sydney FC Wood, not Chris Wood. Plays for Burnley. Um, scored right in the last minute. It was such a big game in that. But right up till the end, no one said he had saved substitutes, which they just brought on um, hmm. to waste time, which just proved to turn down the clock. And then that was pretty much it for the A-League weekend. Um, Western United as well thrashed MacArthur. And this was on the Saturday last week. Particularly impressive from um, uh, that. Which Spanish, was shocking. I didn't expect that, MacArthur to be this bad. This the Spanish pa- Spanish player, um, Guaratina. Victor Sanchez? Guara, no, no, no. Guara, Guaratina. But doesn't um, Victor Sanchez play for Western yeah, United? But, but I'm doing my Guaratina, however you pronounce it. Oh, yeah, no. Sanchez he didn't was, score. I thought he did. He was very beautiful that game and Diamant which club did he come from Corotina I think it was Athletic Bilbao oh, okay. I can have a look he's only 28 no sorry he played for Athletic Bilbao in his youth days but uh, he came from Volus New Football Club which I've never heard of but he's had stints Probably in, in the Spanish lo- third he had division stints, he had stints in the lowest uh, in Marandes which is a, a second tier side in Spain and a Polish side Pogon Skezin so mm-hmm. um, there you go. But Diamante, that he his game was so he impressive. Well. I mean, his passing is just unbelievable. Alessandro Diamante, I mean, he's just beautiful. And Dylan Parias just had to, just scores a beautiful goal as well. He, yeah, Parias good on him. It's beautiful performance. I like Western but United. Abishay did score late on. That doesn't matter because Western United controlled the game the whole time. I hate Western if, United. If I bro. see Western United, no, play... they didn't control the game. Look at the stats. No, no, it's exact same as Brisbane Roars. Twenty they shots controlled to MacArthur, the game. nine to Western they United. They controlled the game. More chances created for MacArthur, MacArthur were awful, and more possession. MacArthur, MacArthur were awful. Western United, when they were going up, they counterattack. They knew what they were doing. Diamante was all over there. Yeah, but didn't Western United passing. didn't play a game for a while before that? MacArthur did. So can, Western no, United no, had a can, lot more it can, time. It can mean practice. a bad thing. It can be the flip side. Western United. Well, no. Perth didn't play for three weeks and then they go out and play against Brisbane and then yeah, they're all good. Sometimes when you don't play and then you play in, in a long period of time is bad. It's yeah, not it's always good. It's frustrating. Teams like Brisbane all have to constantly play games on and on it's and not, on. It's not an excuse because it's, 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 it's also bad as well when you don't play in a while. Not a valid excuse, I think. Anyway, let's move on. (laughs) Let's move on to some global news right after the break. Welcome back. Um, In the second segment of the podcast, it is the global news segment. Some big uh, stuff around the world. Um, Big result... uh, uh, a oh, big game last night if you're a uh, Japanese fan or maybe a big fan of Ange Postacoglu because uh, I certainly watched this game. This was um, in the J-League first match of the season, the champions of 2020 Kawasaki Frontale. Um, beat uh, Ange Postacoglu and champions of the J-League in 2019, Yokohama F. Marinos, 2-0. This was a game 
where it would have it would have been a big game for Ange, and um, it it was ended in a um, turnover win. Um, but uh, his methods and style this season um, has been quite brilliant. I thought he played a very odd formation, but certainly he knows what he's doing. Yeah, about and that. That's like a brand new formation we've never seen before. Three, I, three, three, one. I can't wait to see um, how Ange goes this season because when they adapt this type of formation as the season progresses, I'm sure he'll do very good. It's the first game of the season. There's heaps of time, and um, I can't wait for this J-League season ahead of us. It's just disappointing really good how comp- competition. he's not the Socceroos manager anymore because... He's one of the best managers in Australia. He or is. probably the best. He is. So I, I don't I still don't understand to this day why he got sacked. He didn't get he well he didn't he resigned. He was asked to leave. He was asked this, to resign. This, that's a whole big story. Like I could that's another podcast. <laughs> because there's so many reasons behind it. Um and, yeah, they were uh, like telling him to like change his formation or something and he's like It was because he wanted to play style. he wanted to play yeah, he wanted to play attacking, but they would take time because it's a Socceroos. It's, it's not It's not like you're in yeah, a club. They, they were, like, asking him to change his style, and he's like, if you want me to change my style, I'll leave. Like, anyway, he has a philosophy let's move on. And he adapts to it. Let's move on to now, speaking of the Socceroos, Socceroos finally back against Nepal. Or against At we'll last. Play against when was the Nepal. last game? After 500 days or something? Yeah, it's been a long long time and um, 2019 i think it was oh my goodness yeah wow i can't wait it'll be live on sbs so we can all watch watch it what and time? um 8 p.m i have no idea but it's against oh, Nepal. So wait wait when does daylight saving end <laughs> it doesn't matter i'm still gonna watch it it's a big game tuesday for the march 30 as well that's a good game because it's almost there'll almost be school holidays that's on the last week of school so a lot of Kids can go probably. Lots of fans. Be good. So yeah, Australia. I haven't seen much. I can't really remember the group, but I think they're first. Um, and I think they're in a particular easy group. I'm not sure though. I can't remember. It's been such a long time. Doesn't matter. But some big news in... Uh, oh, no, sorry. It'll still be daylight. Safe. So it'll be 9 p.m. for us Queenslanders. The game will be on. 9 p.m. Tuesday night. Let's move on to some big news in and around the Scottish Premier League. Uh, Rangers. Celtic boss Neil Lennon has been sacked or resigned? Oh, wow. Resigns. Yes, resigned. Sorry. Well, completely due to the fact that Celtic are second, which is uh, it 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 he's probably it's big news. But Rangers being the favourites to win the title, they will win the title. Well, obviously they will. Almost surely. Um, Can I just quickly put my hand up and say something? This is just going back for Socceroos. Um. You know Hrustich, who plays at Frankfurt? He apparently will be 
may be playing that game and will be playing for Socceroos most likely. He's doing very well apparently at Frankfurt, so it's a good talenting uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. talented player, sorry. That definitely should there. be looking into the team. Um also some big news in a the, the Tony Popovich land. Xanthi has asked Tony Popovich to leave. This was a some big news. Um, Shocked. Um, only in nine games. I had Xanthi on my phone ready to look at the, yes, how same. they were doing. Um, it, it was, I think, as I just quickly look now, I think they played nine games and lost two. I think I'm going to unfavorite them as a team now. <laughs> um, I had them favorited because of Tony Popovich. That. So yeah, Xanthi in the second division of the Greek league, if you haven't known. Um Tony Popovich obviously former. And didn't they just come Perth up with glory. one win and then they sack him? Yeah. Former Perth Glory and Western Sydney Wanderers manager took over a Greek side in the second division, but had just been relegated in the first division, Xanthi. And they wanted a new era, Xanthi. Perhaps they had a new, I think, chairman or owner, whatever, I think by the name of Bill Papas. I mean, he wanted to come in. Yeah, but and give he was literally four points away. Um, yeah, but he. I want to say something. He played less games than majority of the teams above him, and he's yeah, four this, points away. Let, from let top. me finish. So because why would they sack him? Tony Popovich come in. He brought in the Australian players, including the likes of his two sons, uh, Paul Lizzo. Oh, they're probably going to leave. Um, Berlanti and um, I think one more person. Um, and they were doing. I hope Santi do bad now. They they just came off a win, um, three wins in their last five games. But rumors have come out and said that the reason for Tony Popovich sacking. Before I get onto that rumor, we, we had Kalak, who was the goalkeeper coach at Santi, who you may remember as a ex Socceroos keeper and a very very good goalkeeper in Australian history um, and Kalak um, but on his podcast with Simon Hill and Craig Moore Kalak said that the reason he left um, to, uh, prior to Povich's sacking was that he doesn't know and, um, he's a bit he couldn't say the reason so that could be the similar reasoning to Tony Povich who doesn't know probably mm. why he got sacked but rumours say that the Greek players of Xanthi went to someone in the higher-up, could be Bill Papas, and said, sack Tony Povich, we don't want to play under him. He's not the manager. We don't want to play under him. Can you please sack him? Otherwise, we'll go on strike. And, of course, they were left no choice but to sack him. If that's true, that rumour could definitely be not the truth. But big news for just a small club in the second, or not small, but a club in the second division, Tony Povich gets sacked. It's not good. Okay, that's some big global news. Um, we'll take a break now and we'll go on our third segment, Premier League.
Welcome back. It's Knights on Premier League. And let's start with Everton against Liverpool. Where Liverpool suffered another defeat against Everton in the Merseyside derby. Ryan, what do you think of that performance from Liverpool? Yeah, well, I did actually say I expected Everton to score too. And they did. And Liverpool were once again shocking, horrendous. Just weren't good at all. And they went four losses in a row and that's on them. And their top four hopes are sliding away. What's happening at Liverpool? It's not it's awful at the moment. It's yeah, like the form. confidence. Um, it's probably confidence because of their confidence is low. All the injuries that they're getting once again. Henderson is out for the rest of the season. Um, it's just like they keep getting injuries and their players get affected by it. So that's a big reason why they're not really performing very well, I think. Um, well, Fulham are having a good run. And they're on a a winning a winning form and they just beat Sheffield United at one nil. But mm-hmm. um with this form, do you think um do you think Fulham on a run and out of the drop? Well yeah, I think they if Newcastle keep their poor form, I think there's a higher chance Fulham can go up and to be honest, I actually really want Fulham to stay up. I think I like Scott Parker. I think good, he's a good manager. Good, they have some good young players. Yeah, they have some good players. Josh Madger is one of them. Deep would over Reed. Um, Luke, Luke, Lukeman has done pretty yeah, good. Lukeman, Lukeman, yeah. I like Bolton player. I like uh, um, yeah, um, Anguisa. Yeah, yeah, lots of players and to be honest, it'll be nice to see them stay up. I think Parker's got a good system going there and they shouldn't be where they are with how they're playing at the moment. Sheffield United, though, they're gone. They're relegated. I like Fulham's team. They have good players that maybe would probably be one of the better players in the championship, but maybe they just take... They seem to be taking a little bit of time to get into the season because they haven't done too well. Well, like but they have well, the squad season, that should be able to stay on. with teams like Liverpool, who are a good side, and like they've they just shown been quality. Able to, they haven't been able to win, but now they're starting to pick some wins up, which is good if which you're a Fulham fan. Yeah. Um. Well, Man City can't be stopped with another win. They beat Arsenal uh, on Monday. Um. Can they be stopped, Man City? I don't see it happening. It's really annoying. It just shows how oil money can affect the league. And yeah, it's um, yeah, Man City beat Arsenal by one goal to nil. And I mean, Sterling already scored two minutes in, and they just have a good rotation. They bring in. They have uh, Aguero also coming back, which is good. But they rotate their wingers and their attackers quite often. It's 
really working because I'm pretty sure that uh, they all have, uh, you know, like, like when you rotate, sometimes it's it's not good when the team is down and that. But when um, you know, they're all friends and well, they they seem yeah, to get and, each and other well. well um, they don't mind this rotation under Pep. Yeah, and like. Um, they're like bench. They just have so much depth that like Pep Guardiola can do whatever he likes with the team. He can rest Sterling and play Ferran Torres, another really good player. And it's just, it's, it's really good for them, but it's just like so much money. It's just unfair for other teams. And it, I don't know, I get a bit annoyed with it because teams like United can't compete against that. And like, Teams like Liverpool and all that—it's really annoying now. I don't agree. I just think Pep Guardiola is one of the best coaches in the world. Um, and they just have a good He's team. One of the best coaches in they the world was one of the best teams in the world. So they haven't spent crazy, crazy money until we see Messi. I'll. I'll until <laughs> we see if they sign Messi tonight, I will disagree for now. Amounts of money. Well, Southampton not so great for them. They just suffered a three-nil defeat to Southampton. I oh, sorry, Leeds on Wednesday. Um, mm-hmm. after just um ending their losing form against Chelsea, which was a good game uh to watch. Um. But they were unlucky to concede that goal uh, via the penalty spot from Mason Mount. But they, in the first half, Southampton against Chelsea were pretty good. But anyway, in that Leeds game, uh, they were out of it 3-0. And this run of winless games is, 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 is getting a little too much, is it, for Hassan Hutul? And are they in a relegation battle? I don't know what's happened at Southampton, really. It, it, it's just, I don't know what's happened to them. It was ever since that United game where they lost 9-0, they've just become a horrible team. Like, just watching them, they don't seem like the force that they were. Like, remember when they were top of the ladder as well? In, like, kind of at the start of the season, like match week 11 or something. Yeah. And like, and, and now they're just, um, I don't know what to say about them. It's horrible. I think they'll have enough to stay up. I mean, they, oh, they, they should definitely, def- will. They yes. should definitely. They're staying they're not, up. I don't think mm-hmm. they're in a relegation battle. No, they're not. They're but in they a could. mid-table battle. They could because there's still plenty of games to go. And uh, if they, you know, if teams keep losing, teams can go anywhere. Yes. Well, Man United have impressed again with a 3-1 win against Newcastle, I believe. Yeah. Yep. What do you think of that game? I think United were very poor, I have to say. I know yeah. we won, but I watched the game. Wins. We were not good. No, no, no. By the scoreline? At the start of the second half, Newcastle were dominating us and St. Maximin almost scored. It looked horrible. Our team looked really bad. It was only from Daniel James when we took control, and that was in the 65th minute or something. So we can't be starting second halves like this. Like, 
we it, we start very slow into the games and it's very frustrating as a United fan because teams capitalize off that. And as well, once again, Ole seems to be sticking with his instincts, which is stupid. He keeps on playing bloody Victor Lindelof and Maguire and it just doesn't work. Like, as I saw in that game, we just well, keep like, saying that back. from He's that. coming back. Yeah, by he's coming back, I know that, but he's not actually starting him in Premier League games. Um, like, when we first Chelsea on Monday, it, it, it's going to be Victor Lindelof and Maguire. I already know it. That is what Ole does. He only, I don't know why he likes Lindelof and Maguire. They're not a good pairing. So it just kind of, if Victor Lindelof and Maguire is playing against Chelsea, we'll lose, definitely. Sorry. Uh, what do you think of the new youngster coming in for his first appearance, I believe, for United? Shota yeah. Shotere, or how he yeah. pronounce it. What do you think of his baby? He only had a few minutes. Yeah, it was only a few minutes, but I, I think he was good, to be honest. It was like... He came on, he kind of had some energy and yeah, he seems like a good player, exciting player. He's come through the uh, United uh, Academy, of course, but um, his market value at 17 years of age is $74,000. So if he he starts getting into the Yanti more, we'll see that skyrocket to the millions. (laughs) Well, that's Premier League, and now we'll be on to our EFL segment right off the break. Sorry about that. Well, some big news coming in from the championship in this EFL segment is from Bournemouth and regarding with rumours with Henri after the sacking of Jason Tindall at AFC Bournemouth. What do you think? What are your thoughts on that, Ryan, with the Henri linking with the Cherries? Look, I think it would be good for them, to be honest, because Bournemouth seem like they're struggling at the moment. And I I see Henri maybe being a good replacement. And he did actually leave um, Montreal Impact during the week. That could be signed. They changed their name. I think they changed their name, Montreal. I don't know what's going on at MLS. I think they're... Yeah. I think they're now Club de Football, Montreal. Oh, okay. Yeah, no. Montreal is a French-speaking place, so... Yeah. Makes sense, but... um, But Henri, yeah, well, Frenchman, he's gone. <laughs> oh, he, he, he actually left. He resigned due to family reasons, it says. Yeah, um, right. On the news, but, you know... <laughs> 
<laughs> a lot of people it's saying most likely to do with these rumors, I think. Yeah, yeah. And I think he wants another job in Europe. Yeah. I mean, it's somewhere in England, maybe. And Montreal, actually, they did all right. They did come ninth, but they're usually pretty poor in the MLS. So with Henri at the helm, they did decent. They got some nice wins. So I don't know. It could be a good... I don't think... If they get Henri, I don't see it being a long-term. I see it being more short-term. Well, I think they're going to stick with... Um, well, they are sticking with Woodgate till the end of the season. But Henri might come in next season. We'll see. Maybe there's another job opening he might take as well. Well, elsewhere in the championship, it's been a big week. Um, Bournemouth still in that playoffs area. But now we're going to now move on to the UEFA segment. Uh, well, just before that, sorry, Bristol City have made some, uh, have got a new appointment in Nigel Pearson. What do you think of that? Is Nigel Pearson going to turn Bristol's poor season around just before we get it's into great. the Champions League segment? I think it's great. Nigel Pearson's a good manager. Um, I think his time at Watford, he did very well. I don't know why he got sacked with a few games <laughs> left. I think if that Watford, I think, would have stayed up if they kept him. That's how ridiculous it is. I seriously think they would be in the Premier League if they kept Nigel Pearson. But we'll move on. Um, well, then, yeah, uh, um, after Nigel Pearson, they've had two managers. Ridiculous. In, uh, in uh, I think, some... What's his name? Ivan? Something like that. And then Zisco. Right now. Horrible. Yeah. Yeah, well, I think Nigel Pearson should be good. Yeah, I think I think yeah, he's experienced. He should probably turn their season around. Um, but I don't think they're looking at all close for a chance in the playoffs. But uh, we'll see. Maybe well, next nah, season. Well, let's just move on now to the Champions League segment after the break. Well, welcome back. It's the Champions League segment of the podcast. Um, first of all, Chelsea. Um, Stun Atletico Madrid 1-0. But my question is, will, uh, will they go through in the second leg, do you think? No. I don't think they will. I know they won 1-0 away, but Simeone is a very experienced manager. Same as Tuchel, but Simeone knows how to do it in the Champions League. And I can see Atletico Madrid doing a masterclass at Stamford Bridge. I think it will be there. So, well, we've seen look, teams I, I, I don't know how that Giroud goal counted as well. Yeah, yeah. We've seen that lots, quite a bit. Actually, Real Madrid against Ajax a couple of years ago. They won 2-1 at Amsterdam and then lost in their own home ground 4-1. So anything can happen, really, and that was with fans. But, yeah, no, I, I still don't understand how the Chelsea goal counted. It was completely off. 
died in my eyes. Giroud, so they were saying it came off the player, but I didn't really see anything there. So look, VAR's VAR. So. Um, Bayern, <laughs> what do we say about them? Because they just continue to impress in the Champions League. They, they are the best team in the world. With a 4-1 team. Oh, sorry, not 4-1 team. 4-1 win over Lazio, which um, mm-hmm. was quite remarkable. Really. They were 3-0 yeah. up in and 42 minutes. Yeah. So they have four away goals. Um, well, do you think if Bayern do... Or do you think they'll win the Champions League? Do you think... We'll see a back-to-back uh, Champions League uh, win for oh, Champions League title for Bayern. Back, back-to-back I can, I can actually see it. <laughs> yeah, it's no, just, I can. I can see them. They won here. last Champions League. Yeah, do you think? Yeah, yeah. I can see them again because they continue to impress in the Champions League. Lewandowski's doing amazing. Yeah, so, yeah. they have. Uh, Komen and Sané, they have a good depth as well. Bayern, they have... Yeah. The other the other guy, I can't remember his name, the one that came from Arsenal. What was his name? Oh, Nabry, yes. Yeah, Nabry. I'm not sure where he is, but... Yeah, same. I don't know <laughs> where. Maybe he's injured. I think... Though next season, mind you, maybe they will probably have to reinforce in their centre backs. Yeah, well, they have gone and got Upa Makano. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yep. Got about that. Yep. Upa Makano. Because <laughs> Boateng and Alaba, well, I think Alaba's leaving. And Boateng's Boateng going to get a bit older. Yeah, and they still have Luca Hernandez. And they've got Upa Makano. They've signed him. They've got Nicolas Sule. They've got yeah. lots of players. Yeah, they 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 need a good, They need to step up this time now because Boltang is probably potentially leaving. I'm not sure. And Alaba's leaving to Real Madrid, I think. Both of them have been long-serving players for Bayern, anyway. Yeah. Ten years, Boltang. Wow. Well, Real Madrid. They just about edged Atalanta just at the end of the game, 1-0. And they didn't uh, even have their main team. Atalanta? Did you hear how many injuries? No, Real Madrid. Did you hear how many injuries they had? Well, they have. It was ridiculous. They had Benzema gone, Hazard gone, um, Asensio, Vazquez or something. like I don't know, a bunch of players. And they only had 11 main team players. They had to play Isco and Striker. That's how desperate they were. And their bench was filled with under 18-year-olds. That's how young their team was against Atlanta. Mm, they had uh, Vasquez at right back. Oh, yeah, Vasquez was at right should back. Probably, they probably should have put Casemiro there. I th- yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. It depends how the system works, but anyway. Vasquez apparently did really well in right back in the La Liga game before that Atalanta game. I think that's why they played him there. Mm. Well, considering they have this 
small depth? Do you think they have enough to go through? Should they be comfortable? I'm not sure how long their injuries will be. I I think they should come back soon. Definitely by the second leg, I think. A lot of them, like Benzema and everyone, will be back. I can see Real Madrid this year doing well, I think. I think they'll be good. In the past couple of years, they've been knocked out early, but I can actually see them going quite far this year. Um, oh yeah, they usually do well in the Champions League. It's their best tournament. <laughs> um, well, Manchester City against Borussia Mönchengladbach. Uh, when? At, um, I don't think it was in Germany. It was in Hungary. No, it wasn't, yeah. But um, do you think they also uh, favourites for the UCL? Yeah, they are, and it hurts me to say that. They played really well. Yeah. And uh, they're able to rotate again. And they're just doing really well at the moment. Yeah. Um, who are your favourites, like uh, top three favourites for the Champions League title. I think we went and discussed this last yeah, episode. Yeah, but now but, that uh, the other games are done. But now let's shorten it to the top three. Who do you think? Top three, okay. Real Madrid, Bayern Munich, Man City. Mm. Not PSG? No. Yeah, no, PSG. I know they have Mbappe, but I just... Might like stop. Stop. You never know. Yeah, Juventus if they're versing Bayern or something next, I, I don't know who they're versing next. We have but... Barcelona potentially going out. Same with Juventus. Yeah. Well, Juventus, I think they can come back in the second leg. Yeah, they can always. Yeah, it is. Porto has, I, I think I remember Porto, I think, beating Bayern Munich in the first leg and then they, they got thrashed by Bayern in the second leg, so it can always happen. Yeah. It can always happen to them again. Porto. But I probably want to see Porto go through with a running international, Mehdi Taremi, scoring the goals. He's been really good so far, Porto. Yeah. Um, well, let's go into the uh, Europa League segment of the podcast after the break. Welcome back to the Europa League segment. Well, where do we start with all these games? It's like last episode. Um, Brian, what are your thoughts on the Arsenal game? Like just about what a game? Just about clinched, clinched. Uh, well, I was going to say the three points, but um, they yeah, it went down to, to the eighty-seventh minute. Benfica were going to win on away goals. They were going to win on away goals. I was like, just when I saw that, oh my God, I just lucky wish Arsenal. Benfica won. Yeah, they're very lucky. Aubameyang came in clutch. Uh, um, but like, seriously, Benfica scared Arsenal there, I think, in that game. Especially going 2-1 up. We also saw Martin Erdegaard. Uh, yeah, he hasn't played that. Back um, role. Um, is that, I think, his first Champions League game? No, he played I mean, Europa League. Sorry, Europa League. Minutes. 
<laughs> yeah, no, he played 90 minutes last week. Okay, yeah. Well, I didn't actually think he was allowed to play in the Europa League mm. because, because I thought players that come after January aren't allowed to feature in the tour- those tournaments. But And because it's oh. a line, it's different. Yeah, because sure. I'm pretty sure that was, unless they took it up due to COVID, but I'm not, I don't, I'm not sure. I haven't. They've been doing a lot of things because of COVID. They've yeah, come up with excuses yet. and new rules. Well, your team, United, has just about gone, or convincingly mm, gone through. 4 0. Uh, yeah. But yeah, they, they didn't need to, to rush things in the second leg, and they certainly are fine with taking that 0 0. Yeah, once again, I wasn't very pleased with that performance in the second leg. But look, have we went guys. through. Did Bruno or Bruno came off quite Bruno early? Was pl- no, he, yeah, he came Did off he early. Did he need to play? I, I don't know what, what all they were thinking. I saw that lineup. Yeah, Van Der Beek wasn't even there. I'm like, he wasn't even on the starting 11. I'm like, why would you do this? Like, Van Der Beek is not getting any opportunities. I don't know what Ole is like thinking. I don't know why he doesn't like Van der Beek. I think he's a talented player. But I don't understand. And then he goes out and plays almost a full lineup. Well, they have the depth to be able to, to rotate as well. Like, um, yeah. Well, they, they, they've done it with some parts of the pitch. Um, but they could have brought in Alec Diallo in there. They could have had Shuri, Tire, and... Or they could have put Van Der Beek in, there, in that camp position. They don't have to always rely on Bruno. They were comfortable for an up. It's unlikely that uh, Sosia would have gone four back anyway. But you know to go yeah. through. Um, yeah. We'll talk about their draw in a second. But before that, Leverkusen are, have and Leicester surprisingly go out of the tournament. Uh, any thoughts on that? Leicester and Leverkusen big teams just going out. Yeah, I, I can't believe it. I can't believe it. Like Leverkusen, I thought they're a good side and they get knocked out in their own home like 2 0. I thought with the three away goals, it'll be easy for them, but no. And then Leicester is. We'll see also um, Napoli go out as well. Yeah. Napoli went out, but I mean, look, like Granada's a good team. That's not more of a shock. Like, I don't know. Like, Napoli's more they of won Italian t- giant, you would think. Yeah, that's tr- they're just not doing well Granada's this not year. Doing too, they're not doing amazing enough. Yeah, but Napoli in the Serie A are so poor. I'll just have a look now where they are on the ladder. They're not looking good. They're seventh. Like, you think a team like Napoli should be fighting for Champions League? They've got good players. They've got um, Herving Lozano. They've got... It's not looking good Mateo for Gattuso. Yeah, but Lozano, I'm looking now. Lozano, Ozyman, and Petania are actually all injured. And then Haisaj and Manolas too. And Ospina. So they don't even... Oh, no, they have merit though. But, yeah, there's quite a few injuries for him. Also, Lille got knocked out by a tough opponent, Ajax. And yeah. Milos Deganax, Servina Svezda, also 
crashing Rest into a big Milan. Oh, sorry, yeah. is it? Fritz to Belgrade. Well, I don't know. Servina Zavada, that's their like. Czech, are they from Czech Republic? Yeah. I think they are. Yeah, that's their like Czech name, but people just call them Red Star Belgrade. It's a bit easier. I think they actually are in uh, Serbia. Or... Serbia, maybe, yeah. Doesn't matter though. I'm. I'm not sure. I don't think. I think this is a Serbia. I think he plays in Serbia, not Czech Republic. Anyway, I don't know. Yeah. Don't really watch them. Um. Well, the draws in Europe League has been some. It's been pretty exciting. United draw to Zlatan Ibrahimovic's side. AC Milan. It's a big yeah. game. Very exciting and yeah, look, you know why I like how we're getting these tough opponents in the Europa League? Because if we knock them out, we've knocked out a very good team and we move on. And I think to win a title like the Europa League, you got to go and beat the really good teams first. And I think Sevilla did that last year. They beat the good teams, put themselves in the final and they went on and won it. And if United um, go and beat Milan, uh, it will be brilliant. Donny van der Beek's actually injured at the moment, which I'm not sure why. Oh, that's why. Not even being playing. But, yeah. I mean, seriously. How do you get injured when you don't play? I mean, obviously it's from training, but... Yeah, but let, it's kind of annoying, I just feel so sorry for him. And seriously, yeah. I think it's because of Ole's ignorance, he should leave probably. I think... I just don't see... I, I don't understand why Van Der Beek is not given an opportunity. I don't know why does he think he's a bad player. I think he's one of the most talented midfielders in the world. So I don't understand what's happening behind the scenes there. Um, Tottenham draw Dinamo Zagreb. Um, Arsenal get Olympiakos. Oh. Rangers get Slavia Prague. <laughs> Deja vu for Arsenal. <laughs> um. Aubameyang will remember that missed chance in the 118th minute and then um, El Arabi went and scored and they lost. Um, yeah, it's been a, it's been a lot of a lot more games to go in the Europa League. It's getting more exciting by yeah. the rounds. Uh, let's go now final segment of the podcast as we look to wrap up the show with some predictions after the break. And welcome to our last segment of this packed show on Mates on Football Podcast. It's the predictions time as we look to re- react to our predictions and do some predictions. Well, first of all, we had we had predicted Arsenal versus Leicester City. Um, if you want to get those scores up, Ryan, I'll get mine as well. So we react to our predictions that I made. Um, you 
congratulations with Leicester City. You predicted 2 1 win to yeah. Leicester. Uh, yeah, congratulations. That is, uh, Thank you. That is spot on there. That's probably our best prediction of the season. I predicted 3 0 Leicester. Um, Man City v Arsenal. You said 3 0 Man City. I said 1 1. So we'll both off there. Yeah, but you did get the one right. <laughs> I mean, I'll take anything. Man United v Newcastle. You were just off by one goal. I'm pretty sure you said four, said four one. one. Yeah, because we won four oh, one last time. So. so close, and I predicted one one. Um, yeah. Is that uh, Brighton? Yeah, Brighton v Crystal Palace. I said nil nil. You said two nil Brighton. It was a Palace win. Yeah, 95th minute winner. This prediction from you has been it's quite poor. So I had to, you said 2-0 yeah, no win. No. I said 1-1 one, one or I guess. I should have trusted Leeds. Yeah. Um, Brisbane v Sydney FC. We're right back into the A-League. Uh, it was 0-0. I, I think. Wasn't it? It was 0-0. Yeah, yeah, and um, you said two two, and I said one nil Sydney. So I got the yeah. draw right. Yeah, but it was goalless, mm. unfortunately. Southampton v Chelsea. So we're going back in time now. Uh, you said two nil Chelsea, and I said nil nil Ch- um, uh, draw, and uh, it was one one. And the yeah. uh, and the next one it's uh, West Brom v Burnley. You said two one Burnley, and I said one nil Burnley. It's nil nil. Um, mm-hmm. Liverpool v Everton. Oh, I said two nil Liverpool, and you said two two. That's yeah, yeah. It's gone wrong there again. Fulham, we Sheffield United. You said two 0 I said one one. So just both very close there. I got the Fulham win right. West Ham v Spurs. You said three one West Ham, and it was two one. So that's not bad prediction, considering Spurs being a big club. And um, I said one one, which was not as close as your prediction. I think that's all the predictions we've made. Let's get into predicting some more. Uh, we'll start off with the Premier League. We got Palace. We'll probably start from Monday. We'll start from the Monday games. Tottenham beat Burnley. Big game for Tottenham to get back in the winning ways. What do you think? Tottenham v Burnley. Look, I, I just see this being a Tottenham win. I don't really see anything else. I'm going 2 0 Tottenham. Okay. I'm going to say here yeah, 1 0 Spurs. Chelsea v Man United. That's a big game for Thomas Tuchel and all the game. Um, what are your thoughts? I'm very score. excited for this game. Look, yeah, if game. we play Victor Lindelof and Harry Maguire, 
we'll either draw or lose. If we play Bai or Maguire, no, Bai and Maguire will win. But I don't see Ole. I see Ole's ignorance making it Lindelof and Maguire. So I'm just going to go for a 1-1 one, one draw. I'm going to go for... Hmm. Two one Chelsea. So you think we'll lose? I mean, I'm not. I'm just. Maybe Chelsea will continue that form. Liverpool v Sheffield United. United at form. Surely Liverpool, Liverpool will v- come back and bounce back after this. It's no. been desperate times for Jurgen Klopp to get results. It's against wooden spooners, Sheffield United. Yeah, and you know what I'm going to say here. Oh. Nil nil. Oh, I thought you know four nil Sheffield. No. Um, I just think he'll be goalless. I don't see a goal, so I'm just going nil nil. I hopefully we'll see some goals from Liverpool. Four nil Liverpool, I'm gonna say. So you think they'll bounce back? Yeah. Yeah. Well they have to. <laughs> to be with those players, they have to. Ever to be Southampton. That's a big game. Yeah. Scoreline. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go for a three nil Everton win. Oh, and then I'll go two nil. I'll go two one actually. Man City v Wolves. City v Wolves. Okay. I'm gonna go. I, I I just I just don't see City losing a game. So I'm gonna go three nil Man City. I'm gonna go four two City. Burnley v Leicester. So so many games coming quick. Mm, Burnley v Leicester. That's a tough game. I'm going to go 2-1 Leicester. I'm going to go 3-0 Leicester. Sheffield United against Aston Villa. Wait, we didn't predict Leicester v Arsenal. Yeah, we're starting from the Monday just to make it easier. Okay, wait, what game did you say? Aston Villa v away to Sheffield United. 2-0 Aston Villa. It's a clean shit for Aston Villa. I'm gonna go for a two-one win. Sheffield United always just score one goal and they don't manage to get anything out of it. Crystal yeah. Palace against your team, United. I think United will come back. You know how we lost last time against Palace in the first match of the season. I think we'll have the opposite score. One will win three-one this time. They beat us three-one. We'll beat them three-one. I'm going to go for 2-1 United. On the Friday morning, we have Fulham against Spurs. Fulham against Spurs. I'm going to go for a 1-1 draw. Fulham could try and keep up their brilliant form against Spurs. I'm going to go for surely a 1-0 win to Spurs. At the same time on that day, West Brom v Everton at uh, West Brom's field. 1-0 Everton. 
Okay. I'm going to say upset here and go for 2 1 West Brom. I want Ooh. a controversial scoreline. We haven't had one yet. We'll go yeah. with that one. Liverpool v Chelsea. What a big game that is. You've got the champions okay. against the informed Tuchel side. Big game on Friday morning. going to lose this. I'm going to go for a big upset scoreline like you did. 4 1 Chelsea. <laughs> I'm gonna go full on Chelsea. That would just be hilarious. But I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna go four one Liverpool. (laughs) 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 We're gonna see if it gets closer. Burnley the Arsenal. I'm gonna go for a two nil Burnley win. I want to do these upset score lines, but yeah. That Wait, will be when, happening. Are we gonna, when are we predicting Leicester v Arsenal? Um, we, we... Wait, Burnley v Arsenal is not part of this match week, though. Yeah, I know. Uh, okay. We probably should have predicted that, but uh, I'll just I'll just write it down anyway. I didn't realise it was on the Saturday night, which will be recorded after our podcast in the next episode. But I'll go for... What's your prediction? I'll go for a 1-1 draw. Okay. Well, shall we do some A-League or... When A-League? are we predicting Leicester v Arsenal? No, not, not, not this one. Because then I know. It's not, not important. What? No, I just want to start from Monday. No, no, no. I want to predict that game, please. Um, That's a big game this week. We have to predict it. Sunday. I'll just say my prediction. Yeah, Leicester v Arsenal. I'm going to go for a 2 0 Leicester win. Okay. And I'll go just uh, 1 0. No, no, no. I think there'll be goals. 3 2 Leicester. Yeah. Palace to be Fulham. I'm going to go for a Fulham win. They'll continue their form. 2-1 Fulham. I'm going to say 1-1. Okay. Is there Europa League on this Friday? No, I don't think there is. Um, That's not in a while, anyway. Yeah, there's not. What about Champions League? Not just quite yet. Um, no, I think it's it's not this coming week. It's the week after, I think. As we uh, just quickly end things with some A-League predictions. Um, had some quite exciting games. Um, but let's go for the games on Sunday. Or we'll go from, we'll just predict a few games. So, Sydney v MacArthur. Sydney v MacArthur, okay. I'm going to go for a 2-1 Sydney win.
one, and I'll go for um, I'll go for two nil. Sydney. This is a big game. Jets v Wellington. Jets v Wellington. I'm gonna go for a big game for two two draw for Wellington. Yeah, two to two get draw. some wins. They need some points. Two two draw. Um, I'm gonna go three one Jets. On this FOTMOB app, it says Monday, 1st of March, Newcastle v Brisbane Raw, but that's tomorrow, and I don't, that's not the game that's next. <laughs> it, and it, it doesn't say postponed. Oh, we'll just leave it. Um, we'll just leave it there. I'm not sure if these games are even, they haven't said to be postponed yet. We'll just leave it for today in the predictions. Sydney, think, yeah. yeah, we'll have that. Preview on our next, next Saturday podcast, I believe. Yep, and um, yep. it's been a good packed show. Um, well, I had a lot of things to go through today, but we'll go through more next week. Um, it's been a, a good show. Um, thanks for joining me, Ryan. As all as always, um, it's been a thank you for having me. <laughs> always good fun the podcast you can always listen to us pretty much on most platforms including Spotify Spotify is our largest platform for it <laughs> we also have Google Podcasts you can listen to us on um, uh, you can also listen to us on Anchor uh, Breaker Reddit Public Pocket Casts. Um, so wherever you are listening to us, I'll just follow us there. Um, you can subscribe to our YouTube. The links in the uh, description part, as well as our Instagram link. So you can follow us there. Um, thanks for listening to our podcast. I'm not sure we're still trying to get that American football tag. Sort of, I'm not sure why it's still there. I can't seem to work out what to do. But anyway, thanks for listening to us. Uh, and we'll see you next episode. As always, go the roll.